This is an episode to EWS Post of the Week, where a relevant publication on psychology in sports is mentioned and reviewed. With the aim of promoting content that is useful for athletic development at psychological and physical level, here is today's reference with your host, Gonçalo Marques. Hi, dear listener. I'm super glad and proud that you are tuning in to take a listen to this one. It shows your interest and will to efficiently work in your sport. And I guess you can take this personally, what I've just said, as for a bunch of other things that are thrown at you as an athlete, whether within the sports realm or other, maybe I will argue otherwise just next, if you're an athlete tuning in here. And I hope this one comes out to be of good service for you to be more at ease, confident and safe in your intrinsic value. This episode comes to a special reference to Frederick Imbo, a Belgian actor and public speaker that turned out to be a soccer referee at regional leagues. He gave this TED talk precisely on how not to take things personally, the motif for today's post of the week. And this is the most viewed by a Belgian speaker with over 10 million views. With this, Frederick wanted to transmit some traps that go along the criticism others shout to oneself, as well as some psychological processes involved and possible ways to react or integrate the information there. He gets this by sharing personal stories around his journey to become a soccer referee and sharing his motivations. All of this achieved by the production of a captivating talk with metaphors and simple terms without almost any psychology jargon included. So, I will go for the first minutes here providing some glimpses of what Frederick shared on the talk and then I will spend the majority of the time unraveling some themes involved there and bringing them the most possible towards the experiences of sports people. You got it, because this is EWS, although, and, well, it's almost needless to mention, but this goes much beyond the sporting realm and can be reflected and applied in one's personal life on other areas. We are ultimately speaking here about human relationships with others and with ourselves. So, as much as I wanted to share a lot of the points that Frederick shared on the talk, because they are cool, they are spot on and valuable, I don't want to spoil it, and I can only highly recommend you to watch it fully. For that, the link will be in the description of this episode. Now, a glimpse. Frederick comes with an appealing story from him. Coming from there, basically, he got the sense that many things could be taken in consideration from the position of a referee that are often dismissed or simply go unnoticed by the public in general. You know it too. More often than desirable, referees, unfortunately, are the punching bags for the supporters of the team that is usually losing. Empathy for the ref is close to zero there. He's looked upon with disdain and as a non-professional guy. Just 
to not use some bad words uh, worse than these, you know. <laughs> and it's always like the club supporters are filled up full of the right reason for them in their point of view, while they are not no noticing the perceptual biases that are taking place in their eyes. Well, I know this can be a sensitive topic and clearly open to discussion because there is no perfect referee and there are moments where the members of a team feel wronged by the ref, but let's not enter in that for now here. Simply put, the broader topic matters most and I wanted to pass this TED talk as a post of the week because it has a more profound personal message that can be applied. More concretely, for the current purpose, applied by athletes in moments where circumstances get rougher or when others judge harshly their performance, which is to not take things personally. And what this means, in a final analysis, is to face those in ways that do not lead to having one's sense of personal value affected negatively and that do not lead oneself to accommodate or change in some ways when it's not needed nor fair to do that. Following up on this, what better position to gain experience on not taking things personally other than wearing the kit of a referee? It's the perfect environment to get in contact. And that's where Frederick's speech enters, to share his strategy to deal with that efficiently. A first factor to weigh in comes from an example Frederick provided, and it is on a kind of pressure that drives oneself to perform worse. And the example is simple. On driving. Driving a car. You might have had already this experience where you were on a road and got honked by another driver or two while performing some maneuver, or when you made some mistake not following road driving rules. What is often the case after that is that you start to feel ashamed or guilty and from here pressure starts to kick in, starts to pile up and you start to drive worse even. So this is a common case to show when we get too much wrapped around others' perceptions and judgments and therefore the pressure involved here incapacitates us instead of being a stimulant to do what's most adequate, in this case, to adjust our route properly. Wait, excuse me, before you continue on for the episode, I will just ask you for a review. This is a common request, I know, and I imagine it can be tedious to do so, to divert now, and I am aware you as a listener just want to grow through, However, if you do so on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser, it makes an important contribution for EWS growth and for us to keep providing relevant contents for you to actualize your sports practice and mental game. And also for me to be able to continue to bring in great guests. Moreover, each month we randomly select their two winners to receive exclusive material that will assist them reaching their full sporting potential. Also, it is important for me to hear your feedback, so head over there please, the links are in the description as always alongside with the timestamps. See ya! Another case is when we find ourselves blaming the other person's behavior for how we feel. This is a critical space on cognitive psychology, I must say, 
basically pointing to pay attention to the distortions in some of our perceptions and thoughts. And this challenge that arises, which is to di differentiate between one's interpretation of reality or the behavior ahead of us and the true intention, value or judgment of it. This is a sensitive aspect to keep in mind as we discover that certain events or behaviors are not that dictatable of our consequent state of mind. There's more relativity to that. Well, this is just to show that there is more power on the receiver's end, let's say. You can check out Frederick talk more about this, but I'd like to share this idea that when one gets upset or nagged somehow by some interaction with another person, more often than not, it's rather the standard or the expectation or the rule one has in his mind that does not correspond with that ex-behavior from the other which made him feel that way. This occurs often, on either end, the person sending a message, a criticism or receiving it. Because we all, human beings, have a big natural tendency to feel safe, to feel valued, and critically here, to feel right. By wanting to feel right, we tend to argue with what's presented that goes against what we want to protect. A big suggestion to help resolve this, that is given on the talk, is on cultivating understanding. This in the case where we value respect and are curious about the other person and what she does or says involving us. But this is another thing I will touch again later. Basically, by doing this, we are taming our ego and not feeling the weight of the content of the message or behavior directed to us in a way that is absolutely about ourselves. It's not, most usually. And so, this is about turning me, in that context, into we, inquiring about the other's point of reference and intention. Again, there's more to this, of course, and this can get extensive easily. I will provide some more considerations afterwards and in fact getting these post of the week extended, because I feel it's worthy. See, uh, many times, uh, emotional aspects take their influence, for good or for bad during sporting performances. And since this is about athletes' emotions, which can easily get involved in whatever scenarios with coaches, opponents, colleagues, or even the crowds, well, this is critical. So, but before that, I need to share the image of the two sides of the coin in the context of this talk. Heads or tails? To each Frederick attached to each the meaning of sometimes it is not about you and sometimes it can indeed be about you, the content uh, regarding the criticism you might receive. He goes along on talking about each one of those cases, about what's at stake in each and about ways to deal more adaptively with each circumstance. But again, I redirect you to watch this great TED talk as I move forward to talk about the psychology involved and important considerations on dealing with difficult scenarios of this kind. So, about insecurities first. To give it a little context for what I'm about to share, 
I'll pick again on a quick example Frederick told, which is the one of an orange. Simply put, if a person would call you an orange, or even tried to insult you by telling that, you most probably would find that hilarious. It would not have an impact of disturbing you. This is the case because it is so preposterous. It is so far away from being true that it doesn't take a negative toll on your mood, I bet. So, as you may start to get a sense, this points to the importance of knowing yourself well, and more so, to get a solid and precise sense of your personality and qualities, athletic and others. And since this is so fundamental to trace one's values and character in one's identity in sports, I announce here that the next and final post of the week will be around this and on repurposing common approaches in sports cultures. It will be, for me, one of the most essential posts of the weeks. But for now, keeping on this and getting back to the example of calling you an orange, it simply doesn't touch any insecurity of yours, most likely. Uh, but well, what about the cases where it isn't that obvious? What about the cases which might, in fact, point to something that is true and touches on some existing insecurity? So, insecurities might be triggered by some utterance that contains some information potentially true, with some sensible basis, and which stumbles upon and unsettles one's sense of confidence, for example. And when it touches there, when it gets to the core of oneself, it's hard, and hits hard, including a pun here. And it can go further deeper than this. For example, maybe we think that the content of the criticism is not valid, but still we get activated and distressed by it. Maybe because of the annoying repetition through which it is coming, or maybe just because of the tone of it. And this signals to relevant parts of ourselves that we haven't got to terms with and in touch with them properly yet. And it hints us, often, that they should be addressed and explored further with curiosity and compassion. Seriously, many times this can be deep personal stuff we got internalized from the past and that is forming a part of ourselves that is in need to be given some empathy and careful care. This can be achieved by some intimate work, possibly through psychotherapy, I will give another note for that later, but keep in mind that I will leave a link in the description regarding this and to where you can find a professional psychotherapist for this purpose. Now, getting a little back to the case of the criticism in your sports practice that bothered you and might be influencing negatively your performance. Well, beyond this personal work I've just pointed to, there's the actual social dynamics at hand. So, if you consider the person important to you, or the content might be palpable to reflect upon your practice, and it still bothered you somehow, why not communicate that? Maybe sharing the nuisance it caused in you, being slightly vulnerable, precautions advised here, in the sense of having this dialogue with a colleague, coach or family member, for example, with whom you have a healthy relationship, but yeah, 
I'd suggest to share and discuss that in those terms. And also by having regulated the tendencies to blame the other or to counterattack with something else. All while keeping curiosity and care for the other's perspective side. As Frederick tells there, most of us are referees at heart. We like to call throws and errors on someone else. End quote. Well, this is just to underline this human tendency to shout out something and feel right about it. And I want to pick on this again to reinforce a potentially positive way to deal with that. Those critics. See, even if it's a harsh critic coming from outside, or a loss against some opponent, and it hurts considerably, the team or you individually, give your efforts to gain something from there. Try to grab the nugget of wisdom that might be contained there, even if it's hard or if it seems meaningless at first sight. Really, turn your analytic thinking on. Try the best possible to focus on the objective reality. Try to detach emotionally from it, maybe asking for the help of the coach or a colleague for that process and find the piece of truth there. Search and grab the opportunity that can emerge from there and learn more. But again, I still leave this contention for the two sides of the coin Frederick mentions. In other words, is this making this sense and this worthy of reflection or not? That's important, this scrutiny, because if matter of fact the criticism is coming from an untrustworthy source and with no ground basis to support the claims and it's an isolated case, Maybe the search is not that relevant and maybe there's no truth within that. It's okay. And from there, you just need to assert yourself for that, maybe completely dismiss it and stay confident and on your value and skill repertoire and realign yourself to keep on good track. Maybe the track of enjoying the process of efficiently working sports with your sustainable efforts. <laughs> Well, this led me to remind and insist on this matter of the source of the criticism. Really looking after for from where it comes. And I leave just the quick hint. If you find out it's not for your sake, either for or against, and this in fact has no compassionate interest to see you grow and succeed, and on the other hand, it's just coming from a place that is more for serving this person sending the criticism, most probably it's better for you to dismiss it. Because let's face it, if you keep ruminating on that and start to get demoralized or change something in your behavior to towards performance, that ultimately doesn't need to be changed, because there's no reason for that whatsoever founded on that criticism. Then... You see, where where goes the power? Where lies this power of influence onto your performance qualities? Does this go to that person or onto you? Well, you can see that I'm being more directive than usual with this particular episode. And this, in, this is because I like to maintain some caution and generally it's wiser to explore each individual's idiosyncrasies and the specific cases because these are all conversations with some relativity to that. But since this is a topic impacting in some of these ways, well, I'm just expressing them and what can be involved here and there. 
it's up to you individually to integrate the information that aligns best with you. And it's up to you to pay attention to those vulnerabilities of yours that get activated in these moments. So to wrap up, I'd say for you to become curious in the face of some sort of criticism. It's a general utmost guideline I share. More concretely, a call to look inside, explore and ask yourself, what am I making this mean? You'll find out that this could be enlightening and often it will show that it is a matter of interpretation, that often you can be distorting the information and from there escalating something out of proportions. This in contrast with the reality going on in your sports practice. That might not be that way. Well, final notes, and picking from this last idea. In the face of losses, in the face of several types of criticism, or even facing big wins, it can propel oneself to be activated in his or her vulnerabilities. One may, one may be processing the information received under some reenactment of a past trauma or a big pain, and this could and should be addressed more carefully. Again, the important note here goes to psychotherapy. The engagement in a process like this and in and by establishing a collaborative and guided safe relationship with a professional may very well help on this and more broadly. Therapy is not taken anymore nowadays in that stereotypical sense that it is only for crazy people and where the therapist will point out things that are wrong with the person. Far from that, everything that is brought up can be taken with care, curiosity and validity. The potential benefits are brought, and let's face it, by entering on a path of efficiently work sports, it might be wise to enter on a path first to self-knowledge and to efficiently work out personal issues. So I leave it as that for now. To encapsulate this long post of the week, I hope this one helped you at least to create some space for your thoughts and feelings. From here, well, it's a whole bigger set of processes again, but I hope that efficiently working your sport from this standpoint means to cultivate better relationships. Relationships with your coaches, colleagues, with your opponents, supporters, the haters, family, and with yourself, most importantly. And to end, I must leave a word of praise to Frederick Imbo by uniting these concepts so eloquently as he did, and catching upon these experiences coming from him as a referee that many other refs may surely have found some resonance. I hope from this, my words, Frederick takes this personally, by the way. As with you, what can you reflect from this episode? We would love to hear from you regarding some more uncomfortable situations where you got your confidence shattered by having taken things too much personally. So for that, I remind you that you can write a comment right there on some podcast apps, on our Instagram at ewsport.eu or even by sending a quick voice message on the clickable link I leave right at the end of this episode description. If you prefer to stay anonymous, this is a good option. All simple and free. 
so take the time to do so and take a step to be closer of efficiently work your sports practice. Until then, take care. To assist you in efficiently work your sport, we intend to pretend the most correct views possible and give a shout out to what potentially promotes sports performance and mental health. We recommend checking out the whole post for an integrated view. Again, to learn more about psychology in sports, go to ewsport.eu.